In this episode, we speak to Elena from Europe, who is the founder of Self Talk, to understand how she uses contemplation for her personal and professional dimensions. Hi, Alina. Hi, thank you for joining us. Good to see you again. Good to see you too. So, uh, why don't we start with you telling us a little bit about yourself, your background, where you're from, what you do, etc. Sure. I'm from Moldova. I'm currently based in Moldova. Um, I'm the founder of a startup called Self Talk. We democratize access to cognitive behavioral therapy. So we are building something like Spotify for cognitive behavioral therapy. So we can make access to therapy as easy as listening to music on Spotify. Uh, my background is in um, product management. I used to work in a startup studio in London. And uh, one of our clients became a unicorn there. And I was like, oh, this uh, is not, looks like it's not that hard. So um, in 2021, I started this journey with, uh, uh, with my friend Vio. Um, we co-founded Self-Talk and also we got investment. We moved to Silicon Valley soon and I was lucky there to, to meet you and discover Adioscope. Pleasure. Okay, so you just finished the Adios Contemplation program. Could you walk us through your journey if, if possible, in detail, starting from week one and how you progressed in terms of your thought process as you went through the program? Sure. Uh, when I met you in Silicon Valley, uh, our first discussion made me really curious. Like you felt you had this peace of mind that people aspire to have or like this stillness inside you. So um, I joined the program based on... Uh, on this uh, idea that, okay, I will become more peaceful as a result of that. And um, as I joined in the first week, I could notice in myself this um, fear of staying with my thoughts for a longer time than maybe five minutes. And um, first trials, they were a bit hard because I could just get lost and, um, you know, start uh, kind of wanting to distract myself and do something else. So, um, so yeah, the first thing I experienced was a fear of really staying with my real thoughts and finding out what's the real answer of some questions I was asking. Uh, I think I remember as I went through week two, I struggled to contemplate on the questions I've set it up in the week one and uh, I decided to change them up because I found them quite, quite shallow and, um, yeah, as as that uh, as I change the questions, I kind of uh, get more real about my contemplation. I remember even um, creating an ideoscope for why do I contemplate, just for me to understand better uh, why do I do this thing. So my mind wasn't really uh, used with having a structured uh, way of thinking. Um, I will, I've always been this person that I was like, oh, I just need time to think. So I would just love to just stay somewhere or like go some somewhere and just get lost into my thoughts. 
I remember okay. uh, um, first time when I heard about meditation, I thought meditation is just thinking and like just random thinking. So I was like, I would love meditation because that's just staying with my freestyle thoughts. And uh, when I discovered Adioscope, I, when I really understood what it's about, that I have to come up with a solution as a result of my thinking for some problems that I'm facing, it kind of felt this resistance of, staying within a structure and uh, I was quite happy to have a structure made by someone else because that uh, that meant like I was just I was just like trust the process trust the process and just go with it it's gonna come to some result in the end because my mind was really really wanted to go away from the structure and do it things my own way like this small rebel person in me <laughs> wanted to just like uh, do things my own way Uh, another thing that I... Okay. I was asking, you mentioned fear in the beginning. Was that... What kind of fear was that? Was that fear of discovering something you may not like? Or was it any other kind of fear? I think it was a fear to find, to criticize myself or like to find out something that's wrong with myself and face the mm -hmm. criticism I have towards myself. And um, by keeping myself distracted through different type of thoughts that I enjoy, this wishful thinking that uh, Elon Musk says, um, I was just like staying away from facing that pain. And um, I observed it in the beginning and I was like, mm, maybe it's not that serious. But as, as, I, as I tried more and more to just stay there with my thoughts and find the answer to a really important problem, that I, it was, it, it mattered for me. I observed this fear first to find out that maybe something is wrong with me. Maybe I'm not good enough to find the answer for that. But also the fear to find the real solution and to start implementing it. Because as soon as you know the real solution, you know, this place where you don't know what to do is very comfortable. You're just like, ah, oh, but I don't know yet. I still have to think. And when you already find a solution, you have to start doing the action. So probably there was also a fear of, like I was just too comfortable in the space of um, just looking for answers. Open-ended. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's a nice space to be in. And uh, when, but when you find the real answer, you have to like start implementing it. Like you cannot um, bullshit around that like, oh, it's not the right thing to do. You have to start taking action. Mm -hmm. So fear was few types of fear, find out that something is wrong with myself, but also fear of like really getting into the game and doing the implementing the solution. I see. Okay, go on. What happened after that? Um, so yeah, I think by week four, uh, I already started to think like to feel how I really need to forge a structure into my way of thinking. Because there was a lot of thoughts, they were totally useless, like just memories from the past. They were not contributing to me finding a solution to, to a real problem. And um, being a CEO of a company, there's lots of things going on. There are lots of emotions, my own emotions, the emotions of, of, of the team, emotions of freelancers that we work with. So it's an easy way to just lose 
like it was for me very easy to just lose myself into thinking about other people and like about situations and reviewing them and and stuff like that but what really really mattered it was the solution so seeing that i'm not as productive as i would as i want to be because my thoughts are just too spread around i could really understand that oh i definitely need a structure for my thinking and i sure i shouldn't be like too harsh on on like always thinking structured sure there are some periods when you can just you know let i can let my thoughts daydream and like do wishful thinking but whenever i'm at work and i want to solve a problem that's urgent or stuff like that i really need to forge this new structure and uh, cut out thoughts that are not relevant for the solution and um, yeah that that was really relevant for my performance at work okay and did you maintain a journal early on i did maintain a journal and um, because i'm writing a book right now about uh, the science behind self talk i had to go through my journal and see what was there a few years ago to just observe how my self talk progressed and um, after trying adioscope i could see the difference between my journal and adioscope in my journal there was a space of uh, of me uh, i don't know victimizing myself and like crying out and dramatizing and just putting all the drama from my head into paper um on the other side on adioscope there was this like very uh, intentional uh, uh, way of doing a journal where you have a question you go through some questions and you come up with an answer by the end of it and uh, when 2022 ended I really felt that it's time for me to switch from my current uh, journaling system that I use the digital journal that I use to to adioscope and uh, because I still have in adioscope I still have the space to you know share my emotions and do a bit of drama and stuff but it's in a structure it's in a framework like I have a specific questions when I where I talk about emotions the other parts uh, I think about the solution so it's not only emotions and uh, situations and like i would see them quite useless i couldn't even uh, use anything from my journals for my current book because there was nothing really like content you know there was a lot of bias but there was not real content real ideas uh, that i could use for my current book so yeah also also in the business um, i i was reading i was reading last year um, a book called the great ceo within and they were mm-hmm. advising there that the best way to solve solutions at work is to write them down uh, so mm-hmm. whenever like someone in the team comes with um, specific problems best way is to write it down in a structured way um, so i applied this uh, i applied this tool like i put some whenever like something would happen in in our team after i read that book and I, as soon as i meshed it with the knowledge i got from ideoscope like right now the way we solve solve problems in our team is by writing them down having a written discussion more than a verbal okay. discussion i see so around what time did that initial fear of not looking at what your thoughts are and not wanting to conform to a structure around what part of the program did that change Do you remember where that transition started to occur? 
I think it started in week three. Um, I was already starting because as soon as I learned more and more principles, I had to really stick with the with the structure. And um, mm. by as soon as I arrived, like by principle three or four, I was already losing myself <laughs> into like all type of thoughts. So by week four, I realized like I, I can't do this anymore. I really need the structure. And I think in week five, I joined the a vipassana uh, meditation retreat and there i had mm -hmm. to i had the time to really stay with my thoughts and really observe them and i could while meditating there i could really feel how this new structure is getting ingrained in me like it's like it's 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 forging my brain <laughs> to think in a new way so i think by week five i could already slowly slowly accept the structure and like not rebel against the structure. Okay. All right. What happened after that? We were in, I think, week three or week four. What happened after that? Um, after that, um, I remember uh, meeting a friend and... Uh, can I you observed... hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? In week, uh, I yes, think, I can. Yeah, in, week, in week five uh, or four, I remember meeting a friend and uh, I observed in me this like urgency to share uh, that was also uh, presented in one of the in one of the principles. And uh, at that point, it really hit me. I was really questioning, oh, my God, have I done it all the time? <laughs> was I always this person that kind of almost ignored what the other person what had to share and overshared my inner world just to kind of feel that I'm contributing and I belong to this friendship. So mm. um, I remember leaving that meeting with my friend being really like contemplating about what just happened. <laughs> and okay. um, I like after those weeks, I, I really start noticing in me and my friends, my co-founder, this urge to share. Okay. And um, I could, um, in our discussions, um, the way um, we discussed about it, that, you know, like it's better to just integrate a concept first, really feel it, contemplate on it. And whenever I share it, to share it in a, from a deep perspective, to kind of uh, really process those ideas and get them through me before sharing them. And the fact that this activity would make me or like would make people listen more to my ideas, would make my ideas more interesting. Uh, this really made me motivated to first control my urge to share. Because before Adioscope, I wasn't really aware that this urge to share is something negative. It made me feel important. Uh, it made me feel cool. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I was thinking that my friends, this is why they're friends with me, because I share stuff and they share things. Uh, I wasn't aware that was a problem. Uh, and as soon as I observed that I'm overdoing it without much content, without much substance, um, it's there where I, I took a step back. And um, I remember at some point I felt like, oh, wow, I can't think too much. I can't share. I need a structure. So I felt this um, uh, feeling of being shapeless or like, not, not being sure how to present myself in the world anymore. But that was a normal, that was a normal challenge. I was just updating my way of being. 
So yeah, it, it was a new way of, well, it's an upgraded <laughs> version of myself that uh, that needed to integrate this. Okay, what do I want to be in my best version? Um, and this urge to share was something that I didn't want to bring it in that new version. So um, now, even now, I'm observing it more and more, um, like how it comes down, this, ne- this need to share, because I understand that my worthness doesn't come from me sharing all the time things, but comes from me contemplating deeply um, about topics and sharing just the substance, like just the substance, the most, the most meaty part of my thoughts. Okay. So did that change over after you realized it in week five over the next three weeks and today, do you see a difference? I I definitely see a difference. Yesterday I met the same friend that I met uh, at that time. And um, the way this meeting went, I was coming after the meeting with no internal conversations about how much I shared and how much I haven't shared. After the first meeting, I was really uh, into the idea that, oh my God, I, I, I overshared. Like for, I had this like urgency to overshare just because we couldn't, I was struggling to establish a meaningful connection. And I kind of, I was kind of filling in the void with, mm-hmm. with like, like thoughts, you know, random thoughts. Um, this time, because there was no this insecurity about like me needing to play a role or like be in a specific way, share stuff, the discussion went much more deep. And like I came out of that with no internal conversations. I came out of that peaceful. Okay. And, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, in this context, I remembered the uh, one thing that made a really big impact on me was how do you structure your day or like how do you make choices choose what makes you more peaceful and how also th- that that really made a change for me because now when i'm thinking about do i want to go out uh, or do i want to go with these people or do i want to do this activity um, this second questions about will this make me more peaceful comes up and it's just very easy to choose um, it feels like if, if I feel it's going to make me more restless, I'm just going to be like, I'm going to skip this one. Um, so it makes things very easy to like put, in your, put them in your agenda or take them out from the agenda. Does it also help in your work or is it only in your personal matters? It, it especially helps me in my, in our, in my work, uh, specifically when I have to choose to work with some people or not. And I would just... Uh, add this second question working with this person does it make me more peaceful or less peaceful so based on that uh, based on this is like also arranging my agenda um, putting some tasks in whenever I feel like a task is making me more restless that's a sign for me that I need to contemplate about that what's happening for real behind that task do I have insecurities about that do I do I judge someone do I have a negative voice so that's an opportunity or like that's a sign. Maybe I should go it through, take it through the ideoscope. I see. Okay. And anything else happened after week five over week six, seven, eight? Yeah. Um, I think like after six, seven or something, like, or I think it was six week, uh, week seven. Um, I remember feeling that contemplation as an activity in itself, it felt like, um, 
like an act of giving for myself. It felt like a gift uh, towards myself where I can easily uh, sort problems with. So whenever I would have this like really intense challenge at work or in my personal life, I know that there is a technique that I can use to find some solution out. And that drama that I used to feel before or like that uh, thoughts that like, oh my God, this is going to be so hard or like this is going to be challenging. Now I know there is another option. Look, you can just take it through the audioscope and there's going to be some solutions coming out of there. I really love um, uh, that part in the audioscope where like at, at the end of every principles, you ask, what should you do? And in the end, when you gathered all the answers, I think those answers are the best advice you can get from you, <laughs> to, from you to yourself. Um, mm. So yeah, I really, I really liked that part. So this contemplation really felt like a gift, especially when I combine it with walking. With uh, walking. Yeah, with walking. It was a really beautiful um, part of my day to just go for a walk and uh, contemplate about what really matters to me. Um, that felt like that time of the day when I would connect with myself for real and really pay attention to my own needs. And uh, yeah, well, one more thing that I, I can add here is um, as New Year was coming, I was uh, usually doing, you know, this like planning and reviewing of the last year and planning of the, of the, of the future, like of the 2023. And um, also, I think I was doing the week eight by that time. And I really uh, was marked, I was marked by a question there, consciously ask a question. I don't know when I when I heard it for the first time, I was like, Oh, my God, uh, have I ever asked myself a conscious question? And I start to do it while I was planning 2023. I was planning my goals as usual, like I want to do this, I want to do that. And in the end of that process, I asked myself, do I really take responsibility over the plans, over these plans? And what shocked me was the fact that I couldn't answer straight away. I couldn't mm -hmm. say a straight, a, like a very strong yes. Something in me stopped me and it, it, it said, Oh, in order for me to answer this like very strong yes, I need to really do a bit more in-depth planning to those goals, because okay. I were they were a bit, uh, the goals were a bit um, unprecise, like they were like a bit shallow planned, and mm -hmm. my mind didn't want to answer um, or like didn't want to lie to myself. It was like no, 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 like we, I, I'm not saying a yes because I know it's a shallow yes. Mm -hmm. So uh, I remember staying with this question a few nights in a row as like I was asking myself conscious questions. What does it really matter to me? Why do I do what I do? <laughs> so and I could I could only let the answers that were coming deep from inside me. Like I could feel what what's shallow and what's not. And that made me really happy from one point of view that I was like, oh, wow then if I have this capacity to answer, to, to ask myself conscious questions, and I feel if the answers are shallow or not, then lots of my problems are going to be like easy to solve. Because this depthness of answer, uh, like oh, the depthness of the answer really brings uh, solutions that is like you have, I think on the normal basis, I would spend maybe three, four weeks to find out a solution like that. 
Mm. And right now I just feel them from deep within that that's not a shallow answer. That's a, that's a deep answer. So in this process of designing a new version of me, um, I used a new framework. Um, okay. If last year or like the previous years, I was only doing like a list of activities that I want to do. Mm-hmm. This year I started with what I want to have. I want to have peace of mind. Um, a friend of mine told me at some point that peace of mind is even better than love. <laughs> and we are designed or like our home base is to have peace of mind. Our like uh, responsive state or like the state when we uh, feel the best, it's the peace of mind state. So in the process of designing my new year, I could just feel, okay, I want to have peace of mind. How should I be? Uh, so I can have it. How should I be or what should I do so I can have this peace of mind? So I was thinking, I, re- I need to be really, I need to be thinking really clearly uh, in my process of thinking so I can do this business in a way that it doesn't disturb my peace of mind. So okay. there is this new framework of be, do, have that I'm using to plan the new version of me for the next year. Be, do, have. Yeah. So... What you're saying is be, you want to be clear in terms of what you do yeah. so that you have peace of mind. Exactly. And what was it before this? So before this, I would just be focusing, uh, I would just focus on doing like, oh, I want to do a business. I want to do a startup. I would uh, never really ask myself, why do I want it? And when I asked it, I was like, oh, because I want to have money. But why do I want money? Oh, because I want to have peace of mind. <laughs> so I can feel financially secure. And it made sense like, oh my God, but I'm doing all these things just because I want peace of mind. So let me see what should I do so I can have this peace of mind or like how should I be so I can have this peace of mind. So the end goal is peace of mind. That means I need to be clear in my thinking while I'll do all the activities in my life. So I don't wait for... Um, you know, I don't wait for like a specific time till maybe I sell my startup or stuff like that to have peace of mind, but I can have it straight away in the process. So whatever you do on a daily basis, whether in your personal life or working towards your startup, you choose those things in a manner that they give you more peace of mind. Yeah. And I, I deeply ask myself, does this brings me more peace? Okay. Or not, because lots of activities usually we are just kind of on an autopilot. Okay. Uh, we just do them. We are not asking why do I do this. And behind those things, we have a way of being. Like I want to be more peaceful. I want to be abundant. I want to be loved. But that piece of being is lost in the action. And we continue doing the action. And by the end, when we have to look at the result, we just lost, we are so lost, so lost in the, in doing, 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 so we can forget the being. And did you find any conflict at any point in time where one of the voices in your head said, yes, I want to be peaceful, but then the other voice said, no, but you still have to do this. Was there any time where you had a conflict like this? Um, I did have a conflict like that, especially in the beginning. I wasn't aware of how important it is to have peace of mind. 
I was also thinking, oh, but I also want to have um, adventures. I also want to have intense moments. I also want to have love and like lose my mind in love and stuff like that. I wasn't, I was thinking, uh, it was a shallow thinking about what really matters to me. And, um, And I wasn't deeply understanding what peace of mind is. Peace of mind doesn't cancel all the other emotions. It just um, it makes them it it gives it makes the space clear to enjoy those emotions. We can't really enjoy love or enjoy um, other moments when we have lots of negative thoughts in our mind, judging the experience in itself. So the way I perceive the peace of mind, uh, why it is important, is because it creates that space where the pure emotions or like the the really nice moments, the really nice experiences can be felt fully with no additional poison or like negative thoughts from um, from our mind okay any anything else any final thoughts um yeah initially i wasn't um, yeah as i mentioned i wasn't fully aware of how this is important and what really helped me was to trust the process I uh, I really avoided to question the process itself. Um, also because I met you and I could feel it. I could feel this this peace that you have it inside you. This really helped me to trust the process. And um, even if at some point my mind was like, oh, I have no time for that. Oh, this is too hard. Oh, but why should I do it? I chose consciously to ignore those things and to just uh, work towards a better future even if it didn't come naturally. Because um, it's, a, it's a habit that we need to install in our mind. And as any habit, it doesn't come, uh, you know, like this, straight away. It needs time to, to be, to, you know, really shape a new uh, pathway in our brain. So having that patience uh, was really paid off by the end of the program, really paid off. And uh, what's next for me is to, is to really stay and uh, integrate those principles in a much deeper way. And I think for the next period, I'm going to stay with uh, the principle that is like the hardest for me. That, uh, that, that the one that is most challenging for me right now is this one with the speed of speech. I'm used to speak very fast. I'm used to, I, I do like when people speak fast. And uh, now I'm training myself to just process the content in a much deeper way and reduce the speed of my speech. I could, uh, with time, I could observe that this need to speak very fast comes from uh, some insecurities of like not being listened to or that I will not be able to share enough to be appreciated. Um, so, and but this is about the past. Uh, the current present and the future uh, shouldn't be shaped by what happened in the past. So um, from now on, I'm like focusing more deep into one principle at a time till I integrate it uh, deeper into who I am. Sorry, Irina, I lost you for some time. Yeah, but I, I think my Could microphone... You please uh, repeat, you said... Yeah, the yeah my, uh, my microphone recorded it, so probably I will, I will send you the recording. Okay, all right. All right, so I think what I heard last is you plan to continue to work on reducing your speed of speech. Yeah. 
And did you also say the pitch of speech? Uh, that too. That too. I haven't mentioned it, but uh, you reminded me that it's something important to work on. Um, I remember uh, listening to the master class of uh, Chris Voss. Uh, he's uh, one of the world leading experts on negotiations. And he mentions that in negotiations, the voice that works the best, it's this uh, low um, pitch, uh, like slower voice. This means that we perceive this type of voices as being more confident. And in negotiations, most of the time, this, uh, this plays a big role. So um, considering that fundraising is coming and um, there's lots of things to negotiate with the startup, um, that's a really important priority for me to present myself in a way that brings me the most uh, results in negotiations. Okay, so I wish you all the best for that. And you said your book is about to be released. When is that? Yeah, the release is on the 1st of February. Uh, the book is called uh, Self Talk okay. The Science and Practice of Creating Peace of Mind. Uh, okay. Me and my co-founder, we research the science behind what means to be peaceful, how this in impacts our body, but also we've included a set of tools on that can be applied to faster get to the state of peace of mind, especially from uh, emotional crises. Uh, we, nev we don't want to stay in a breakup like two years, <laughs> affected by a breakup two years, or like if we have a fight with someone, uh, we don't want to talk to that person for like months and months. So we are presenting some tools that would still help us process those emotions of anger, guilt, shame, but get to the state of being peaceful a bit faster than usual. Wonderful. So I wish you all the best for your startup and your book. Thank you so much for spending so much time. Honored uh, to know you and to have met you. Thank you so much. Thank you, Tarun. Uh, I really appreciate what you are sh that you are sharing your wisdom uh, with the world. I think we deeply need it, especially right now when uh, mental health, it's, uh, it's a big challenge that we are facing. And I'm really glad, I'm really glad that programs like yours exist. And I think they're really, really useful, especially for the kids um, that are really distracted. But not only, but I think kids, they need it a lot to learn how to stay with themselves. So when they become adults, they don't go through the same hardships that we are going right now of not being able to stay with ourselves at least 30 minutes per day. So yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you so much. I'll do my best. Thank you, Elena, and I'll see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Please practice 10 to 20 minutes of contemplation every day. It will help you a lot. If you prefer a more systematic and a structured approach to learning things, you can also join our contemplation program and we will help you learn and master contemplation. Contemplation is the mother of clarity. All the best.